Ephesians chapter 5. Excuse me. Ephesians chapter 4. I didn't. And uh, I'll begin reading at verse 29. And it's just kind of a jump off. I'm, I'm, this, this quarter or this month that I've been, I've been teaching on specific subjects. And I know, as Brother Harrelson was saying a while ago, it's probably boring because I'm going I'm 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 to talk tonight about the thing that's the most uh, active thing that we have. What is the most active thing that you got? My my lesson tonight's on guard your tongue. Watch that tongue. It's that's a that's an evil thing if you don't watch it. Amen. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of the edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. That's what your tongue's supposed to be working with. How hereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption by the Holy Ghost. I mean, that ought to be a good message on talking about the Holy Ghost. You're sealed by the Holy Ghost till the day of redemption. Amen. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamorings and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Amen. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the loosest thing too. It, it kind of Kind of runs all the time. You're awake. That's about it. Amen. Paul already spoke about the church in Ephesus and about the communications among the brethren and also your uh, encountering with people in the world. The Ephesian church was the largest church. We all, we all know that. And it had needs in it. It, we all know about, and but Paul was here talking to them about something that was probably uh, needed to be talked about. That's why it's in the Bible. Amen. The focus tonight is going to be on us saints of God. Amen. One writer said that the the mean said that means not only gossiping and griping and growling, and groaning, and fault-finding, and cursing, and other wrong uses of the tongue, amen, gets into all this, amen. Uh, we, 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 we seem to have, uh, our, our tongue really sometimes outruns our mind, you know, outruns the headlights, I guess you could say. We say things, and we wish you could take them back, but you can never take back a word you've said. It's there. It's recorded. It's recorded in God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. So we, uh, we're here tonight to talk about that. John, the 15th chapter. St. John, chapter 15. 
I'm going to have a lot of scriptures. You want to write them down, you want to, and you can go back to them. Some of them I'll just tell you to, to write down, and we, we come back to them later. John chapter 15, and there's a good lot of writing, reading there, but I just want one verse of scripture, amen, tonight, because I, I'm uh, going to try to uh, uh, not bore us with a lot. Verse number seven, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me and my words, in other words, there's a lot of things that we ought to be talking about, a lot of things that, uh, that we're, we're confronted with in this day that probably needs some meditation on, but sometimes we don't need to do a lot of talking about Amen. I may talk about some things. Amen. Uh, if, you'll, if you'll talk about my work, and uh, that's, that's what we need to f- focus on. Amen. I, uh, I do know of a church. I don't know it. It was it's not now. It was, it was some. that they, uh, they made a commitment to themselves that they wouldn't, they wouldn't end it while they were in church that they would not talk about Anything but about the Bible or lost souls or people of who you're who, who are you not witnessing to and going around how many of you been talking to this week about the Lord and uh, that was that was their conversation that was what they was doing in church and uh, I, I done forgot even, even what the who the church was now but but they they did that I, I heard a preacher talking about it and they had a great revival to, to take place because Amen. They encouraged each other in the Lord. They challenged each other in the Lord. They spoke about the things of God. Amen. When you got to church, amen, you put your mind on Jesus and his work. Amen. Matthew chapter 12, and I will read verse number 34. Now, when we see, see this, is, is, this again could be a good, long, lengthy reading here. Uh, but Jesus spoke this, old generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good tidings? For out of the abundance of the hearth, the mouth speaketh. That's the point I wanted. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. You can walk up to somebody, anybody, and, 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 and uh, kind of just how you doing, whatever, and uh, how things going with you, and, 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 and you'll, you will find out what their heart's on. That's why I got up here and talked what I did. I said, what are you about to start? My, my brain is, is uh, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting too much information, I guess, in my brain about, uh, about the way the world's going. And I was getting hearing some news today. I was just talking back and forth about various nations and, and what kind of condition that they're in. And uh, basically he said, the Western world, and he's talking about the Western world, he's talking about the United States and, and, and England and the Western Europe, France and, and Germany, and Netherlands, and through that. The Western world is probably going to be not non-existent without even a war 
in, 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 by, the, by the end of this century. Just about, they just, why, why, why are they going to do that? Well, they're not having kids. We're so rich in increasing goods, we don't, need, we don't need kids. We're killing the ones we, in the womb. And guess who's going to take over? Well, I just read about, uh, I'm, I'm off the lesson a little bit, but you know what the age, average age is of the Palestinians in Gaza Strip? You know what the average age is for, somebody want to say? Have you heard? Less than 15 years old. That's the average age. The average age of America is what? Pushing close to 40, isn't it? 30, in the upper 30s. So uh, we're dying off. The only reason why we're actually gaining in population is because we've got a border of walk, walking across thousands a week. Multiplied millions uh, per year or in even months now, there's there's more than it's approximately a month. A month where we we are a million more people in America almost every month, but they're not born here. So you know what? Well, uh, I, that's enough. I, I could tell you some more about it. Well, the uh, the way things the way things are going. Amen. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen. And that's why we're talking about the heart and we're talking about the mouth. Amen. What comes out of the mouth is the expressions of your heart. Is that probably a reason why we can't pray very much? We can't pray very long because there is, there's not much abundance in our hearts for the Lord. And I'm, that's, that cuts a little bit. But uh, we got, we're too busy. <laughs> Amen. 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 That is why most nourishment, amen, of the word of God is... Uh, so your heart can bring forth something. We, we, need, we need to pray, we need to seek, we need to think, we need to talk about the things that's concerning our salvation and reaching the world and et cetera. Uh, the Harrelson and I, and, 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 uh, in the last couple of weeks, and I got one today, um, headquarters is asking us to take on another missionary one missionary is coming home, and he needs two more missionaries needs help, and so forth. And that's there's always can can you help us some more? Amen. We're getting Tupelo Children's Mansion. Christmas is coming. We got to do this, and and we're all being we're all being pressed for doing something for God, or you know helping helping others, and uh, you know we just we just we're all somehow being asked to. Come on, help more. I hope, I hope you understand that. Amen. We are, we are to speak and minister as one 
uh, oriented to God's work and God's desires, amen, that he wants to do in our, in our hearts. First Peter, first Peter chapter number four. Am, am, am I, uh, I'm not, I know I'm not talking above your heads. I hope I'm not talking above your hearts, but let's, let's, let's just talk about these things. First Peter chapter four and verse 10. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister as the same one to another. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What, how God has been so good to us. That's what Peter was saying now that we are to minister to each other. As good stewards that we are to, that's, that's our jobs. Amen. We, got, that's, we, we have a job with our hands to do, but we have a job for our hearts to do. Because we're God's kids, God's children, God's army. If any, if any man speak, let him speak as an oracle of God. If any man ministers, let him minister as the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom we praise. We can be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And Brother Harrelson was talking about you know, the end of time, I, you know, in, when you go to heaven, this, when we all get to heaven, how wonderful it's going to be. But, but we, we've got to do a job. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We, we cook up a lot of things. And when the trumpet sounds, you're going to sound, tell the Lord to wait. I got something on the stove. <laughs> Amen. Oh, I'm 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 not I'm not trying to do anything to kind of stimulate our hearts and our minds. Amen. That somehow God can God can get a hold of us. We need awakening of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter twenty-four or thirty-four. Excuse me. And I will read uh, verse number six. And it says it like this. This poor man cried. Now, this, this, it's your tongue. It's, it's, your, it's your ability to call out to God. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse number four, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. These are things that David was having. He said, I cried and I sought. Amen. Verse number 15. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ear is open to their crying, cry or cry. Amen. The Lord wants to hear us. Amen. Amen. Verse number 17. This is just in this one chapter. The righteous crieth, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you got troubles, pray. Amen. The Lord hears us. That's right. Now, I have faith in your heart, but... And I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Amen. 
the, 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 the saints of God are crying and the Lord are hearing us. Amen. Now, I think I made mention of this and it kind of rolling over and bugging my mind. But uh, Adam and Eve, I want you to just put this in your mind because I, I believe I'm, I don't have no revelation of it. I just believe I'm, I, I've seen something there. There was a tree of knowledge of good and evil and there was a tree of life in the garden that is mentioned. All, all the rest of it, it didn't it really seem to matter too much. The tree of life would give you life eternal or whatever. He, they could have partaken of that. But the tree of knowledge of good and evil was there to test them. And that's where you and I, all of us, we still have that nature of Adam and Eve because they proved they prove something to us that we ought to be much, much aware of. If we don't watch it, we will do like Eve. We'll try to take care of ourselves, make ourselves smart, make ourselves rich or wealthy or getting by. And amen, like the Laodicean church, I'm rich, increasing goods and have need of nothing. That's where Adam and Eve that's where Adam and Eve showed us from the very beginning, the first two people, exactly what nature, what, you, what people's minds it will dwell upon. Amen. What can help me? What can I do? And, and, and our minds are jumping up every morning early and heading off to a work. Amen. And the wife, she tries to get the kids up and goes to them off to work. That's a young couple. It's, it's the way we are. We're, we're, we're now to where that if a kid ever gets around 15, 20, 16 years old, like, get you a job. You know, we, we're, we're, we're financially broke. I didn't hear an amen on that one. But that's just fine because that is the way it is. Uh, we are, we are self-centered, self-securing, our own selves, eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and letting the tree of life let the fruit spoil. <laughs> I guess I can say it that way. God help us. Now, I'm, I'm maybe just a little off a tongue on that, but that's one of my notes here. I, and I've, that, that does bother me to know, you know, we're, we're just like Eve. We think of ourselves first. Amen. So you pray for your families to be saved. It doesn't seem to be working. It's kind of negative. Your tongue says, well, I prayed for my kids and... Uh, how many times have you ever heard Sister Regina pray for Landon? We still pray. Because that's on her heart and her mind. And we're not going to lose the battles if we keep on praying. Thomas Shepherd. Well, praise God.
Prayers, prayer still works. Amen. I hear Brother Williams praying for his children. Praying. Amen. Prayer still works, folks. There, we've got to we we got to work prayer. And I'm I'm telling you, I'm uh, I'm trying to change change gears in that in that field for myself. I got that little prayer thing, you know, I told him about it. That the Muslims pray on five times a day. I haven't hit my five times a day, but I've been praying. And God, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure if a heathen can pray, I'm gonna pray. I'm going to try to pray as much as they do. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Amen. Amen. As I was saying, it's like the, when, you, when you get discouraged, it's like the devil t- telling us that we are failures. We've got to keep on praying. And almost like saying, well, you win this one because I give up. I, I, we don't want to give up on anything. Amen? Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 7, it says it like this. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We're always confident knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. Too many people give up on the way to glory. Amen. Amen. And uh, they, they lose faith, they lose hope, they just get discouraged. I want to tell you the, the, the problem with a lot of saints of God, or maybe I should not say saints of God, the problem with people is this. They lose that confidence, they lose that faith, they lose that feeling that, uh, that people have when they got the Holy Ghost. And when they lose that feeling, amen, they, uh, they, uh, they, they basically were saying, well, God don't work, God must be dead, whatever. And uh, they, they quit praying. You keep praying until you start feeling that. The closer you get to God, the more hungry you are for His work. Amen. amen. Luke chapter 12. I think I'm I'm sharing some things tonight that should be a a motivation to us. I'm talking about your tongue. It still works. Beware of it. Luke chapter 12 verse 8. I'll begin reading verse number eight. I'm going to read on down. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking into a conversation here in the middle. Also, I say unto, unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him will, this, him, he, <laughs> when you profess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denier's 
before the angels of God. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man shall be forgiven him, but unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, he shall not be forgiven. And when thou bringest, amen, in, you unto the synagogues, when they bring you into the synagogues and unto the magistrates and the powers, amen, take heed that thou hast, uh, that thou how are you, you was, take heed, take no thought, amen, take no thoughts of how you're going to speak or answer Amen, for the situation that you're into. When you, when you walk before the, the, the courts, now this is the, what they talk about the synagogues. That's talking about the, uh, it's talking about the religious leaders of Israel that was bringing the saints of God in, spirit-filled people in. Just don't, just don't try to get up your ideas of, and write out your what you're going to answer them. Just let the Holy Ghost help you. That's what, that's, what, that's what Jesus was saying here. Amen. Take no thoughts of, of, of how or what things you shall answer or what you shall say. For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Amen. Now, I, I, was, I, I sandwiched that one up good. But what Jesus was telling them, you allow the Spirit to use your tongue. Let the Spirit of God speak back, amen, to those folks. They don't understand the Holy Ghost. They don't understand, the, amen, the religious people of this day. Amen. They, they, they will not understand you talking about the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues. Right? It's a bunch of gibberish, jabberish. It's a bunch of... Uh, exuberance or whatever uh, or they, they think that's nothing to that and the sad part is that we don't demonstrate it like we ought to you don't have to say amen to that one either but that's truth we just need the Holy Ghost amen to be able to speak for us amen let them know Amen. Like I, I think I told this just a few weeks ago, you know, about, about this man, he was telling me, you don't, you, you, you don't need to pray for anybody to get the Holy Ghost in this church, you know. He said, we have, we're going to have a Holy Ghost revival over your dead body. And it was, it was turned out just that way. In just a, less than a week, they, they, were, they were gone. Um, I want the Holy Ghost to speak. I want the Spirit of God to move. Amen. Amen. I have known churches that when the Holy Ghost started talking and speaking in tongues and giving, giving things, there was some people had got, got kidney problems. He had to go to the bathroom. Amen. I, I'd kind of like to see some of that happening. To wake us up. Let us know. Amen. That we're not here to get of the tree of life, or of the knowledge of good and evil, but the tree of life, that's what we're here for. Amen. Let me show you how it works. John, the third chapter. Excuse me, Acts, the third chapter. Acts, the third chapter. <clears throat> 
Peter and John, they were on their way to go pray. Right? Amen. And so they saw this crippled man at the gate. And they said unto him, Peter, he said, he said it to him, silver and gold have we none. We don't, we don't have this world's goods, but we have got something that when we speak, now I'm just going to ad-lib this a little bit. When we speak, it happens. For in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and the power of God took the rest of him. He spoke as he was anointed the Holy Ghost to speak. And God fulfilled what he said. Hallelujah. He didn't see it happen before it happened. I heard some preacher say one time, he, 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 he's sitting over the platform and he's picked, picked out a person that was on that congregation. And he said, the, the Lord's going to heal them. Lord has already told me he was going to heal them. He, so he told them to stand up. They stood up and he spoke to them and they were healed. Uh, and they were, it wasn't, wasn't a headache that was having it. But uh, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that we can speak as an oracle of God. Because you speak, your tongue speaks a blessing or a curse. We'll get to that. Amen. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. Paul told the Colossae church, let this word of God dwell in your hearts richly. Hallelujah. Let God's riches, amen, be in your heart. Hallelujah. St. John chapter 4. St. John chapter 4. And I will begin reading verse number 31. And that is a story that is preached and preached and preached and preached. Verse 1 of chapter 4 says, he must needs go through Samaria. And you know the story. Jesus was going through Samaria because he wanted to touch that woman's life. But what I'm pointing out tonight is this. Amen. And I'll begin reading at verse number 31. Amen. Of this chapter. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. And Jesus responded, and but he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you don't know anything about or know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him anything out here? Uh, no. And Jesus answered again. Amen. He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me while it, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months and then come of the harvest. Behold, I am saying unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They're white already to harvest. I think that's why Jesus came. Go through Samaria. He had two reasons. To touch the city with a woman that brought the city out to see him 
for the, the other one was to wake up the disciples that the revival was waiting on them to find a vision. Hello? Lift up your eyes and look. The world is going to pot. The world is going, amen, down. The world is being destroyed by the devil and we're looking for revival. And it's right before our eyes. I wonder how many people we could win if we could open our mouths sometimes and speak. I'm still talking about the tongue. And I got this little saying here. Amen. The stomach ulcers are not the cause of the food that you eat. But they are what you eat spiritually. What's eaten on you. <laughs> it's not for the food. You know how ulcers because of the food that you're eating most of the time. It's what's eaten on you. I ain't got a hearty an amen tonight. And that's fine with me. I think I still prayed about this and I think I'm talking about things that's be spiritually beneficial to us all. Amen. amen. Stomach ulcers is not the cause of your, your eating habits. It's because of your spiritual habits and the problems you're going through that you need to take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. And I will just, this is another, don't question the promises of God. Stand on the promises. And don't trump on them. But stand there and say, I believe this, what God's promised. If they don't work, you just examine yourself because they're supposed to work. God help us, and I'm going to tell you that. I'll say it right now. We're, those promises of God are supposed to work. Amen. 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 And I'm going to go through a bunch of scriptures here. I've, I've knocked about half of them off. But Zechariah chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Uh, we may turn back to, to them, Zechariah. Zechariah 8 and 14. And he says it like this. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, as I thought to punish you when you were fathers of provoking me to wrath, saith the Lord of hosts, and I repented not. So again have I thought in those days to do well unto Jerusalem and the house of Judah. Fear ye not, these are the things that you shall do. Speak, amen, you every man to the truth the truth to his neighbor. Tell the truth about what you are, what you have, so forth. I, I, I did not do this uh, because I know it's very outdated, our manuals in our United Pentecostal Church. But I would say less than 
of the United Pentecostal Churches doesn't have their name on the, the United Pentecostal Church or Pentecostal Church. What is it? Amen. It's a, amen, the fountain of youth, I guess, or something. They say it's a, the, uh, Lord, I can't go, Bethel. Uh, it's some name that, say, when you drive by it, say, what kind of church is that? So it was about 20 years ago, you know, or 30, I, I know that they started changing the names of all their churches. So you wouldn't know what the name, what they were until you walked in the door. And so they would say, that's what we're doing. We're, we're uh, let, letting them know who we are until they walk in the door. That's not very good advertisements. That's about the way some of us are when we're out in the crowd. Trying to let everybody know that what we, but you ladies, you, you stick out like a sore thumb. Thank God. Us men folks, you know, we have to open our mouth. Let me give you some, I'm going to give you some scriptures. Malachi chapter, well, since we're right here at it, let's just turn a couple of three pages here. Malachi chapter 2 and verse 4 through 7. And ye shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you that may covet, covet might be, that my covenant, excuse me, might be with Levite, saith the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him of, of life and peace, and I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth. Iniquity was not found in his lips. He walked, amen, with me in peace and in, in equality, equity, and didn't turn many away from, from their iniquities. And the priest's lips were kept knowledge and they should keep the law at his mouth for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Amen. Now here Malachi was uh, talking about the children of Israel. This, he, he's going to be the last one. When he, when he drops his pen, there's going to be 400 years of silence. But he's talking about He's talking about the folks with the message. We've got the message, folks. There is no doubt about it. We've got the message. Amen. We just need to let it, let it go. Amen. Praise God. I was talking to Brother Harrelson a few days ago. Uh, I got, I got a, a, a book of doctrines in the beginnings, doctrines, uh, and, and, and it, it's talking about the Godhead or God... And it, it says in, in written right there, and I just marked it all down. He says that when we study the Godhead, we didn't go back any further than the third century. And then he was trying to say in the first three centuries of the church, they were so confusing of what they believed that we didn't believe until the, the Roman Catholic Church kind of settled that point.
he didn't say it that way, but he said the third century is when, when they come to this doctrinal conclusion that there was three, God, three gods in the Godhead. In other words, in the first three centuries, it was confusing to them. So they, the Roman Catholic Church settled it. And that's the reason why that you've got all these denominations now that you have that does not believe that the first century church teachings. The Bible teaching, should I say. Okay? They didn't read the Bible. They didn't take the Bible. They didn't take the early church teachings of Paul and Peter and, uh, and, and, and the Gospels. They didn't, they didn't understand that. They just took the Catholic belief even when the Council of Nicaea and that's where the church's its doctrines on the Godhead, amen, is founded even to this very day. Okay? Now, now I'm going to turn over to one of the most famous speakers, and that is in James. I'm, I'm skipping about 20 different scriptures. James, we'll go to James, the first chapter in the 26th verse. And here's what, here's what James is saying. Amen. Now, let me just read the 20, 22nd verse. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, receiving your own, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word, Amen. He is likened unto a man that beholdeth his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth in his way and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, and being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in, in his deeds. Amen. If any man... Amen. Among you seem to be righteous and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man's righteousness is vain, or religion is vain. Chapter 3 and verse number 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among the dismembers. That is, defile the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire from hell. Your tongue is the most dangerous thing you have. Amen. Chapter number 4 and verse number 11. Speak not evil one of another, brethren, and he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver and who is able to save and to destroy, who art thou that judgest another. Now, I could pause there. I could pause there for a while and speak. And which I was talking about a while ago. When you go into the house of God in this church, they had made up their minds that nobody was going to talk about anything but the, the, the message or the Bible 
or how many souls that you was reaching out to or who, who all of you witnessed to this week or how's, how's things going, amen, in your Bible studies and et cetera. That's, that's all they was going to talk about. And God moved that church for that. But now here, here James is talking about, amen, uh, destroying your brother. Um, he, we, we understand we understand that, that we, can, we can kill or destroy or save with our tongues. And, uh, well, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's not fine, but, but don't try to take your, your tongue. It is a, and, and, and destroy other people. Talk about other people. Because I want to tell you what, Brother Harrelson probably knows a whole lot more than you think he knows. It's said in the church. Somebody you say to may get on a conviction. And somebody you say to may be a sinner that he don't like, he don't like people talk about his, uh, the preacher in the church and even, even though we're not his pastor. And I, I, I'm, I'm, you say, well, you're, you're sure fighting, batting in the wind now. I, I'm not batting in the wind. I'm, not, I'm hitting the home run. I'm scoring because it can you can destroy a sinner's faith in God faith in the church and faith in eternity you've got to you, you've got to have you've got to speak the truth in love amen I, I've got I've got I've got several different scriptures. Amen. The power of the spoken word. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 9. Evil words destroys. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 12. Don't go there, you, but you can write it down. Chapter 11 and verse 17. Both of them, amen, are talking about that. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. The world was spoken into existence by just the word of God. St. John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Same as in the beginning. With, with all things were made by his mouth. That's how powerful the word, the mouth is. By God speaking the whole thing that you exist by the mouth of God. Amen. And uh, uh, let me see here. Uh, uh, Proverbs. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, let's just turn it back to Matthew 12. And uh, a, word, a word or two of scripture here. Matthew chapter 12 and verses 12 through about that chapter 12, verse 35 Amen. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart. That's talking about the tongue. But I say unto you, even every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account before 
are therefore in the day of judgment. Nobody's going to hear, but the day of judgment. And by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Amen. Wow. You want to write some more down? Hebrews chapter 11. No, excuse me. I already just read that one. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24 through 25. Proverbs 18, verse 20 and 21. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18 and 19. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 18. All of these are speaking about the tongue. Amen. Amen. And now I'm going to finish up here in just about two minutes or three minutes. The power of the written word. That's the power of the spoken word, the power of the written word. Jesus kept telling the devil. He was tempted and tested, tested by the devil. And guess what? That thing that's laying in your lap right now is all that it took to defeat the devil. It is written. Or he could have said, it is said by the Lord. It is written. It is written. Three times he told the devil, it's written. And the devil, the devil said, well, I can't argue about that. <laughs> that is, that's not Bible. But he, he defeated the devil by the word of God. And I got some more scripture. Let me just read, read these to you. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Matthew chapter 4, and verse 10. Amen. Romans chapter 15 and verse 5. 1 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 3. You write them down. You want them? Amen. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. I'll tell you. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. It's a, it has a powerful, amen, to, to penetrate. Amen. And... and if you, if you want these, I'll, come up and ask me afterwards, and I'll give you these little statements being made. Don't mix your words with your morals or your moods. Don't mix your words with your moods uh, it, because your mood will change, and, but you can't take back your words. See, that's what happens to many times. Our, our, our mouth gets ahead because of our moods. Number two, words not only create emotions, but creates activities. Number three, for, for thoughts corrupts language. Language also corrupts thoughts. Amen. The tongue is no bone but it can definitely break a heart. And Zig Ziglar said these words, these is the, there is a power in words. What you say is what you get. And may I pause to tell you that I'd say every two or three days, there's somebody in America gets upset because somebody pushed him over to the side or something in the cars and the argument started and somebody dies, gets shot. A road rage. 
it started with just a, just a maybe a, a bobble or something, whatever. I don't, I, it, it just, you can't hardly understand that, but amen. But the last one is this. <laughs> Y'all remember this one, okay? Before, uh, let me read this. Be, be sure you taste your words before you speak them. Before you can spit out, amen. Before you taste your words, before you can spit them out. Whatever you're saying, think about it before you say it. It'll be best. Is it going to hurt or help? Is it going to bring someone closer to God or drive them off? Or you're witnessing or basically pushing, destroying somebody's soul. I dare say there's not one person in this auditorium not one person in this auditorium has said something they wish they could take it back. But it's impossible to do. It's been said and it's it hit home somewhere in the whole process. God help us. God help us. Shall we stand? Lord Jesus, there's not a one of us that's perfect and I know that, God, we have all, Lord, allowed our tongue to become a sword more than a Savior sometimes. Oh, Jesus, help us, oh, God, to do just exactly what I just got through saying, that little, little short thing. God, we, we need to taste our words. We, we, we want to need to, God, get our minds understanding, God, of what it's going to do to the person we're talking to sharing or even as I am teaching Lord tonight I, I, I don't want to ever say anything God would uh, cause a person to seal up or, or, or stop God uh, thinking but Lord allow your spirit God to just come into their hearts and lives and help us God we just want to be better saints of God that's all we want we just want to be better God to you and, and your church and your word May Jesus tonight, God, I have said something. I pray that I've said something in my, with my tongue that will God show that I love and God, we want to help and I, I want to be with your spirit utterances. I, I asked before I ever came in here, Lord, and I didn't come here to talk about the tongue and God give lashing to anyone or saying anything derogatory. Just want to wake us all up to say that our tongues is, is, is dangerous, as James was saying. It's, it, it's set on fire from hell sometimes. May God, we use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you.